welcome to the Drunken Jaguar, an SB Nation and Big Cat Country podcast. This is Bentley Brown, and I'm going to hand off to Asad Hassan for a quick episode today. We're just doing a quick run-through of the game against the Colts this past Sunday, which the Jaguars dropped 34-27. This was the Jaguars' third loss in a row. They've now dropped to 2-4 and four from being 2-1, and one. so we were first place Jags. Now we are, I was going to say comfortably in third place. I don't even know if we're comfortably in third place at the moment. I'm going to hand off to Ased here. Before I hand off to Ased, just a really quick recap of this game. It looks like the Jaguars had a much more powerful offensive presence this game after a lackluster performance against the Texans at home in Jacksonville the previous week, which was for me personally horrifying Uh, that Texans game to watch. So against the Colts, offense is firing on most cylinders, and the defense actually is our weak link for the most part. Matt Ryan having a career day, which says a lot. If you're Matt Ryan still having career days, that means you've juxtaposed against a long career. All right, so uh, in this game, the Colts had first possession, uh, seven plays, wind up punting. Jaguars punted as well, got another Colts punt. So we exchanged possession several times here at the beginning of the game until the Jaguars are finally able to put the first points on the board for either team. Trevor Lawrence rushing it in on a QB sneak, third and goal at the Indy one-yard line. Now, a theme that was established in this drive here was solid running from the Jags, marked by a Travis Etienne run for 22 yards here on this drive, as well as uh, Jamal Agnew for a 19-yard run. Now, we've got a field goal from the Colts, So, and then the Jaguars come out for a quick drive to go up 14-3. This one is on a Jamichael Hasty 61-yard beauty of a sprint to the end zone for the Jags. Couple punts by both teams after that, and then the Colts are now scoring a touchdown and then a field goal in the second quarter. Half ends Jaguars 14, Colts 13. In the second half, I'm gonna tell you right now, looking at the second half drive recap here, it it's actually really impressive. I see two touchdowns from the Jaguars and three touchdowns from the Colts. And honestly, that's kind of what sums it up. I mean, neither team punted in the second half. There are no turnovers, barring one on the Jaguars' final play of the game. Desperate lateral extravaganza at the end of the game there for the Jaguars. So the Jaguars came out second half and are able to score on a Tim Jones two-yard TD catch from Trevor Lawrence. We had another giant Travis Etienne run on this drive uh, for 27 yards this time. The Jaguars' next possession ends in a turnover on downs, which I said we'll take a look at here. And then we have this really masterful drive that Trevor Lawrence leads. The Jaguars, in the fourth quarter, the Jaguars go 84 yards in 18 plays, taking 10 minutes off the clock. This is probably the best answer from Trevor Lawrence to critiques that he hasn't been able to muster up any kind of a scoring drive at the end of games when it counts. This drive actually puts the Jaguars ahead of the Colts, 27-26, and it's not until a final drive by the Colts in the last uh, two, three minutes of the game that the Jaguars lose it. So without further ado, 
Asad Asan. So our Jacksonville Jaguars have dropped three straight now, and I'm starting to get a little bit worried, I must say. This team, you see them in flashes play so well, and then they just can't find a way to win games. And we saw exactly what we needed to out of the Jaguars against the Colts here. We saw Trevor Lawrence. He needed one drive to go score. The defense just needed to get a stop, and they could not get a stop. It's really frustrating. The Jags ran the ball well. Uh, They didn't turn it over, I don't believe. You still lose the game because you can't get a stop, and it's just heartbreaking how they lose. At least make them kick the field goal. You can't just let them go down the field and take that shot towards the end zone. I was really curious why Frank Wright called a timeout when they were trying to drain the clock, and I guess that's why. But Shaq Griffin, there's been a lot of talk around him and his performances uh, this season because he did get paid quite a bit. And we don't even know if we're going to see him this Sunday. Just a wild game. Shaq can't get beat like that. We know he had his struggles last year and looks like it's continued this year. I'm really happy with how Tyson Campbell's played, though, in the secondary. So I look forward to watch him get better and better and better. As to the offense, I mean, I thought they played pretty well. You know, they scored the ball. It just felt like, you know, you're up 14-3 and you're up 21-13. Like, you, you got you to gotta learn how to put these games away. And this fourth down deal is really becoming a problem on fourth and fourth and short. The Jags really just can't convert on fourth and short. And it's actually really starting to bug me, I think, at this point. Now we got the Giants. It's uh, Jaguars' third home game. And this is such a big one. You're playing a team. You're favored by three points, by the way. And you're playing a 5-1 and one team. And you're 2-4. and four. But a lot of people don't buy the hype of the Giants, I would say. You know, Saquon Barkley is a good player. You know, they, Daniel Jones, I don't think they're really set on Daniel Jones. But they're finding a way to win games. And it's really shined a light on what good coaching can bring to a franchise. Because we see Brian Dable, who was with Buffalo last year, just having major success, you know, finding ways to win football games. This team is have a, a pretty good defense. It's going to be a tough challenge for the Jaguars. And it just feels like the Jags really, really have to win this game. You got Denver after that. And then, you know, you still got to play the Titans a couple times. So this division is not out of reach. I have not really stopped believing in this team. But it's hard because now you're on the outside looking in all of a sudden. So it's going to it's gonna be, you know, an uphill battle for the Jaguars. Do I think they can win at home in this game? Yes, I really do think they can win. But they got to find a way to win games. It, it comes down to that. You, the, you can't be the classic Jaguars who beat yourselves. You know, you got to win these games at the end. I think the running attack has been has been really solid. We saw ETN really have uh, his first like breakout run and he played really well this game. The run blocking was really good. I thought the line protected well. But it's like they the Jags can't win because they're they're not playing complimentary football. I think it comes down to complimentary football because one week we see the defense really step up but the offense isn't there to have their back. And then this week, we saw the offense really step step it up, and the defense didn't have their back, and they couldn't get the stops when they needed to. And the penalties just killed them on defense. I mean, you got the rough in the passer, called pass interferences, and these are drive extenders. and They, they just can't happen. They just absolutely can't happen. So it's going to be tough for the Jaguars, I think, in this game because it's deflating, especially for young guys. 
you know, you, you've lost three in a row. Things were looking good a few weeks ago. And now you got to battle through adversity and try to win on your home field and just look ahead. But they have to have the mentality that it's just the next game. We just got to go one and zero. We just got to get a win, and then we'll we'll look we'll look where we're at from there. But we got to go in Sunday and get a victory. Indy has won a couple games. They had a rough start to the season, and they've really picked it up. Tennessee also had a rough start to the season, and they've picked up their play as well. So that could be the Jaguars too. The division's wide open. You know, we're a little over the third a third of the season played, so there's plenty of time. It's it's gonna. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough, but I, I saw some good things out of Trevor Lawrence. Some bad things, but it looks like he's getting better and better. As long as his playmakers are there for him, I, I, I think this thing can, can really work. And, you know, you, you got to be patient as a Jaguars fan. I know it's, it's getting a little tiring being patient, but it is a young team, and you can see the talent they have. My main concern is really this pass rush, though. The pass rush just... I mean, they said they were all over Matt Ryan the first game they played. In this game, they, they they couldn't even touch him, it seemed like. And they had to get him on the ground. They couldn't force a turnover. So it was bad, and I think it was Devin Lloyd's first bad game as well. All in all, though, Trevor Lawrence said in his press conference, you know, every week, every team's really is every, – every team is good, and it's going to be hard to win in this league. So you really have to just move on, and you just have to be better. You just have to be better, and it's that simple. So for the Jags, I think the key, man, is I think they, they got to stick to the run. And I think they just got to be, you know, a little less aggressive, I think. You know, the fourth downs going for it, they're, it's starting to kill us. Because I feel like, if, I mean, if they get these fourth downs, I think this team would be 5-1. and one. But they haven't converted. Or at least you got to run the ball. Like, if you're going to go for it on fourth down and it's third and short, just run the ball on third down, too. If you don't get it, run it again. Why not? You just got to start pounding this football. I hated the option play call. I don't know. The play calling on uh, third and fourth and short have been pretty concerning. But we got to trust Doug Peterson. You know, he does have a Super Bowl under his belt. We know he's a great, great, great play caller. And we got to just hope for the progression of uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence and, you know, this whole young team. We've seen Trayvon Walker make a couple mistakes as well. You know, they're going to learn from these and hopefully become better players in the future because of them. So we look forward to playing the Giants. Uh, can't wait to catch up with you next week, Bentley. And hopefully our Jaguars are 3-4 and four with the London game up ahead. And, you know, the Jags, you know, they don't really lose in London. So I think we'll be all right there. Anyways, let's go Jaguars. Let's pick up this win. Well... Thank you, Ased, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Ased and I are on different parts of the U.S. right now. Figured we might as well do a little handoff, one-two punch. As always, you can find us on Twitter, at Junkin Dragwar, and we're really hoping we can uh, come through on these Vegas odds here and win one at home this Sunday. Desperate times call for New York Giants, hoping. And I do want to just confirm here that cornerback Shaq Griffin has been ruled out due to injury, injury sustained in the Colts game. He has been ruled out to play against the New York Giants this coming Sunday, as well as Jamal Agnew, who had a pretty decent game uh, this past Sunday against the Colts. So we've got questionable. We have Marvin Jones. We've got Fatou Kasi, Devon Hamilton, Aluakun. These are all questionable for our game on Sunday. Hope we see a return by those guys there. Until next time. Go Jags. <laughs>